Welcome to the Dream Big, My Friend podcast, where you will find all the inspiration you need to begin living a more intentional life today. Because no matter where you are right now in life, it's never too late to dream big, my friend. And now here's your host, Francis Bedekovic. Welcome, my friends, to this presentation, which is all about how to be a productive blogger, even when your time is seriously limited, like seriously limited. Now, I am so excited to be able to create for you this free workshop because when it comes to blogging, I've discovered that I do feel like I've got this superpower of being able to do quite a lot in a little bit of time, mainly because I am so precious about my time and I really don't have any time to waste. So if I'm going to put time aside to work on my blogs, you better believe that I want to get maximum impact out of the time that I choose to spend. So before we go any further, just allow me to introduce myself to you properly. My name is Frances Vitakovic, and I'm a blogger, certified life coach, and course creator over at Inspiring Life Dreams for parenting content and dreambigmyfriend.com for personal development content. Now, I actually do have a few more blogs, but those two are my biggest priority at the moment. And I'm also the author of over 20 books. I've actually probably lost count how many books I've written over the years and the host of Dream Big My Friend podcast, which is all about helping mums dream bigger and live life with more intention and purpose. So in my first year of blogging, I actually had over a million pages to my website that allowed me to go full-time after nine months in, just nine months of blogging and I was a full-time blogger. And I've been doing what I love the most, running online businesses ever since. Now, you might hear the term full-time blogger and think, oh, hang on, just wait. She, that means that she's got all the time in the world to work on her blog. I promise you, that has never been my intention as a blogger. I made a decision from day dot that I would work a maximum of 25 hours a week on my business and I'd give myself time off for kids' school holidays and so forth because first and foremost, I'm a mom of two teens. I'm a mom of a 17-year-old daughter and a 14-year-old son who has a degenerative neuromuscular condition that requires him to use a wheelchair. So he has special needs. That is definitely time-consuming when it comes to my life. And when your kids get to this stage, when they're a little bit older, you know that it isn't a lie when people say that the years are short and the days are long. So I just have always made it like it's really important to me to take full advantage of the time that I have with my kids and my family and my friends and everyone around me while I still have the chance because I want to be present. I want to live intentionally. I want to make sure that I'm smelling all the roses and actually enjoying my journey through life every day without feeling this intense pressure to rush to some far off destination. And so that's how I came to that 25 work week number. Even when I was still working at my day job, which is what I had back when I first started my blog. So I used to work full time throughout the school hours. Now, something that I recognized really early on was that I saw, you know, I knew full well that there were some people out there who put 50 hours into their business and they actually only produce 10 hours worth of results, like results that have real impact. And then you can have others like me who work less, but do more with that time that they have at their disposal, simply because they are far more focused and more productive. They made the decision to use that time wisely. So let me share with you some results and some examples of things that I've been able to produce each month as a blogger. So if you guys are familiar with my story, you will know that for the first 18 months of my blogging career, I wrote 20 blog posts a month consistently, every single month without fail. I used to be able to also write a new book in a month. Now I can do that in a much less time right now. And sometimes I've created two to three new products in a month. I've had months when I've recorded 20 episodes for my podcast, Dream Big My Friend. 
I've launched new websites in less than a month with 20 blog posts already published. And every month I've always chosen to set massive stretch goals. So they've got to stretch me, but not break me. And so I'm always really shocked to discover that I hit the mark every single time. Because there's this famous quote by Bill Gates who said, most people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. And I have my own personal spin on this. My version of the quote is most people overestimate what they can do in one day and yet they underestimate what they can do in one month. And I have used that to my advantage. And I'm going to be sharing with you all my secrets in this workshop today. So before I go on to share my actual strategies for being more productive as a blogger, I just want to remind you that I am a very normal mum. So if you are a mum yourself, then you know that it can be tough squeezing in work with a family life, especially if you have a child with special needs. And I mention this to you only because I want you to know what is possible for you, like that even if you're time poor, even if you feel totally stretched with extracurricular commitments and so forth, I want you to know that it is still possible to grow a really successful blog. Now, people might think, you know, oh my gosh, her life is so perfect and that's the reason why she can do all these really impressive things with her blog, probably because she's never experienced a real struggle in her life. But do you know what? The opposite is actually true for me. The difference in my approach when it comes to blogging is that I know that these obstacles are inevitable, so I'm prepared for them. So enough about me. Let's just go back to this goal of mine, which is to help you become a more productive blogger, even when your time is seriously limited. I feel like a lot of us fall into that bucket. And in this workshop, I'm going to share with you the five most important steps to increase your productivity, even when your time is seriously limited. That is where we're at, like feeling time poor, knowing that you can still be successful, even when your time is limited. And it all starts with step number one. So the first step to be more productive is deciding in advance how much time, how many hours you actually want to devote to your business each week. You need to make a decision. So that is step one. You decide how many hours you want to spend blogging each week. Now, the cool thing is you get to decide what this number is. There's no right or wrong answer here. You could literally pick a number out of thin air and it would be the perfectly right answer for you. Now, not for everyone else, but for you. So for me, I personally chose 25 hours a week back when I was still working in my day job because I knew that that was the maximum, like the maximum amount that I could commit to my business without feeling overwhelmed or as if that pressure that goal was going to break me. In my head, I realized I could work two hours every morning. So I used to work 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. before the kids woke up and then two hours every night from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Once the kids were sort of sorted, they're a little bit older and they still sometimes be up, but they knew it was like quiet time and getting ready for bedtime. So I could squeeze those extra hours in the evening and that equaled four hours a day for me. So four hours a day, 20 hours a week during Monday to Friday. And then I made a decision, a commitment to find those extra five hours on the weekend to work on my business. So sometimes it was 10 to 12 if we we're having a quiet day at home. Maybe it was four to six if we were home from our day activities, like we'd been out and I came home and that's when I was going to work. But whatever the case, I knew in advance that those five extra hours a day or in the weekend over the course of two days needed to be scheduled in somewhere. And given that we have 48 hours at our disposal every weekend, or maybe I should probably say 32 hours once we take away those eight hours a night, every night for sleeping, I knew that that was a fair and reasonable commitment and decision to make. So I should also note that when I started blogging full time, which is nine months into my starting my business, I actually just changed the way that I allocated those hours. So instead of blogging really early and late at night, I would schedule my five hours of work into each day. 
So while the kids were at school and I'd give myself the weekends off and I knew that if I had any appointments, like we have lots of medical appointments and so forth, or if there was an impromptu reason that I couldn't work throughout the week, I knew that I would make up for it during the weekend. I made a decision. And once I built my business to a particular level where the income was sort of quite passive and stable, I decided to also have the holidays off when my kids were on school break because that just made life easier for me. And I felt like that was a reward for like working so hard. And I knew I could work at my leisure during those breaks without feeling I had to clock in 25 hours. And that sort of has helped me stay in love with blogging three years into doing this and avoid blogging burnout, which I think I definitely experienced early on when I didn't quite understand the importance of making sure that I had a break from blogging, even when I didn't think I needed it. You have to give yourself a break. So think about my question again. How much time do you want to commit to blogging each week? Just make a decision. Now, obviously, the more time that you commit to this task, the greater chance you have of fast tracking your success. But that being said, there is a time and season for everything. So even though I know that if I spent more time blogging each week, it could help me get even further ahead, there's a good reason why I chose 25 hours rather than the 50 hours or 100 hours every week. And it's because for me, work-life balance is really important. I know that downtime and time away from my business gives my mind time to enjoy a much-needed break and think more about the things like logically, like I come up with my best creative ideas when I'm actually away from my business. So all my very best ideas have come to light, not when I'm sitting in front of a computer, but instead when I am going for a walk, when I'm having a warm bath, when I am reading another book, or when I'm out with my friends and family. So I want you to pick a number, my friend, that you can commit to devoting to your business every week, to your blog. And that number can be adjusted for you with time and experience. Just make sure that whatever number you decide, you're willing to stay 100% committed to and go all in. Even if you say right now that it's just five hours a week, or 10 hours a week, make a decision. And that brings me to my second step of becoming a productive blogger, even when you are seriously time poor. And that is step two, which is determine your monthly blogging goals. So you need to work out in advance what you want to achieve in the hours that you have chosen to commit to your blogging business over the course of the month. Now, as an ex full-time life coach, so 20 years ago, back in 2012, One, I was trained as one of the first life coaches here in Sydney, Australia, and I worked full time in a life coaching business for many years. And I am all about setting goals for each month. Now, this requires that you decide in advance what would be a reasonable amount for you to achieve each month if you were to stretch yourself outside your comfort zone using those hours that you've chosen to commit. Now, for the record, this does not mean saying things like, well, I'm going to spend X hours writing or X hours creating pins. Instead, your goal should be a clear end result, like I will publish 20 blog posts a month and I will publish 100 new pins or I will create one new product and write 10 new blog posts. Like It needs to be really definite, very specific. Now, it's all about setting smart goals, you know, specific ones, measurable, they're attainable, also realistic, and you've set a time frame for them. It's like it's time bound. And in this case, it's setting what you will achieve in one month. So be super, super clear what you want to do. Like if you were going to write six emails and batch them, add enough content to post to social media twice every day, that can be one of the goals. Now, it's not just one, like over the course of the month, you might have a few, like I like to come up with five big goals that I'm going to be tackling in that month ahead. So be super clear about the end result that you want to achieve and what is it that at the end of that month, you will feel so fantastic for having achieved it. So the best way to work this out is to ask yourself, what is the next best step for me? What's the next right step for me to take? 
what do I need to do to move forward in my business? And what do I need to do next that's going to provide maximum impact in my business and increase my visibility and it has the most chance of bringing me maximum results? For your baby steps that you're taking forward. Okay, so it's not about thinking that you're going to set something that's going to get you to $50,000 in a month. Remember, like we take baby steps. First, you get to a thousand, then two thousand, then five thousand, then seven, and then ten, and so forth. So think about the baby steps that you're setting and the baby steps that you need to take. So sometimes before you even begin this process of becoming a productive blogger, you need to think about your long-term goal and almost like reverse engineer it. And when reverse engineering just means working out all those little baby steps, and then you're going to tackle each baby step along the way. So the reason that I like to think in terms of a month block, which is the way that I've actually always done it, is it gives me a degree of flexibility over the course of the four weeks in case I have some weeks that are busier than others. But even still, like I said, I believe that most people overestimate what they can do in one day and underestimate what they can do in a month. So I am always so shocked to discover how much I can accomplish each month. And it's because I'm willing to set myself those stretch goals. So you want to set goals that stretch you, but don't break you. You don't want to feel so overwhelmed that you will almost set yourself up for failure in advance. You have to be comfortable, like stretchy goals. They're not going to break you. So when it came to my blog post goals that I set for the first 18 months of my blogging business, I was able to publish 20 blog posts every month, actually every single month for 18 months. And I feel like that definitely contributed a lot to my success. Like it led to my amazing traffic. And then when you have great traffic, you have an increase in the number of email subscribers that you throw into funnels and you can make more offers and everything sort of started like it was like a domino effect, but it started with the content that I was creating. Now note, I didn't choose to write just 10 blog posts a month because I knew that was going to be a little bit of a simple goal for me. Even if I worked hard, I knew I could do it, but I didn't push myself to write 30 blog posts because in my head, I seriously knew that getting out a new blog post just wasn't, it wasn't really feasible. It was going to push me to my limits, almost break me. And I didn't want to have that sort of pressure on me. I didn't want that pressure to take away my potential joy. I didn't want it to stifle me. So take some time to think about what would stretch you and what would break you and go for that happy medium. Now, this might take some time and practice for you to work out. And that's okay. So just be prepared to experiment for your first few months of aiming to be a more productive blogger. Now, now that you've got that tackled, let's look at step number three, which is planning your blogging hours every week. And so you need to have clarity on how you want to spend your blogging time each week and day. So now that you have your big goals mapped out for the month, so we work those out. Remember, you need to have goals that are stretching you. You need to work out exactly how you're going to achieve that goal in the time that you've set aside for blogging. So remember, it's all about realistics. If you've only chosen to work 10 hours a week on your business, that's 40 hours over the course of the month. Think about what you could do in 40 hours if you use that time really wisely, if you acted as if your time was so precious that you were going to not waste a minute of it. Now, I have found that the best way for me to stay productive is to have real clarity on what needs to be done and also to carry out that task by batching. So I am the biggest believer in baby steps. I always talk about baby steps. So just make sure to break down that big task that you have set. Remember, you've mapped out your goals for the month. Now you've got to break down these big tasks into little baby steps and then just take one baby step at a time. So if I'm going to write 20 blog posts in a month and I'm choosing to take the batching approach, well, I'm going to sit down and brainstorm all 20 blog ideas in one go. And then I'm going to carry out all my keyword research in one go. And then I'm going to sit down and draft the content in one go. So I actually don't mean in one sitting, but it's like, that's the next thing I'm working on. That might take a few days. Obviously the writing takes the longest, 
but that's the one thing I'm going to be focused on before moving on to the next thing. So the next thing might be setting aside a time to create graphics in one go and publishing the blog post in one go, like in chunks. So big chunks that might take a little bit longer, might take a few days, but I'm doing it in a batching way because that works at keeping me focused. And it really is this amazing productivity hack because when you stay focused on one task for longer and you take care of them in one sweep as opposed to constantly switching back and forth, that just takes up so much more mental energy. So in a nutshell, Batching is a form of time management that helps you stay mentally sharp. It maximizes your concentration and decreases your chances for distraction. So you aren't constantly switching back and forth, you know, feeling like you're never getting anything done. It's all about being super intentional. You are intentionally setting aside the next hour to work on this intentional task and you're intentionally making sure not to allow any distractions to break your focus, which brings me to step number four eliminating the time wasters. So this is another very important step to being a productive blogger. You now know how many hours you want to spend blogging each week and over the course of a month. You know what you want to achieve over the course of that month. And you also know exactly what you need to do to achieve those big goals that you've set because you've broken them down and it's like, okay, so this is what I'm going to be working on this week. It makes the most sense. It's the most logical baby step that I need to tackle now. But the next step is to make sure that you're using the time that you set aside for blogging wisely. So this means you absolutely need to eliminate all the time wasted so that you can get maximum bang for your buck when it comes to blogging. If I personally am aiming to work 25 hours a week on my blog, I want to make sure that I'm working 25 hours a week as opposed to twiddling my fingers sometimes, you know, and just wasting that time. My time is so precious. I want to get the most out of every single minute. And I have to say, sometimes I feel like I'm working 40 hours in that 25 hour stretch that I set aside because I am so intentional. I've set my big goals that I am focused on. Like I keep them written on a whiteboard and I look at it and it's like, those are the big goals I'm going for. Here are the baby steps that I've broken down. This is what I need to do next. Now it's sort of like we need to remember those big goals that you have set never go away. So if you delay them and if you procrastinate, they're just going to be sitting there waiting, waiting for you to tackle them another day. So I think why not just get it done right now? Like, cause that is what I've chosen. When I, when I set a goal, I am a hundred percent in. So this is what it looks like for me in terms of like eliminating the time wasters. Number one, you need to absolutely turn off your phone notifications and switch your phone to silent when you are in blogging work mode. So do I need to explain to you why this is important? Well, in case you need to know, the world will not fall apart if you don't answer your phone while you are working. Remember the days when, like if you're working in an office, you don't pick up your phone whenever you hear it beep. You don't pick it up whenever you have a call. We used to like go a whole eight hours without even having a phone to distract us. So remember that once upon a time, people didn't have mobile phones to distract them while working. It's just an ordinary landline and I know that sometimes my parents used to just take it off the hook when they didn't want to be distracted. Or even better yet, do you remember when we had dial-up internet and that meant that you couldn't receive any phone call or anything from your phone at the same time? Because it was like one or the other. You're either going to be on the net or you're going to have your phone accessible to you. So ideally, the best thing that you can do here is keep your phone in another room. But if you absolutely must have your phone beside you, which is what I sometimes need to have, like if my kids are out and about or if they, if I'm worried that they need to contact me, I do keep my phone in the same room in those instances, only when I think it's a necessity, like that there is a chance that they might contact me, but I keep it out of arm's reach and I do not touch or answer a call unless it falls into the urgent and important bucket. 
So for me, this means I've switched off every single possible notification that can come up on my phone, except for phone calls and messages. They're the two that I've allowed to stay active, but you don't want to have any distracting beep coming from your phone because someone posted something on Facebook or Instagram or something crazy like that. You just want to make sure that you've like fine-tuned your notifications. Ideally, they should all be off. If you can turn your phone to do not disturb, even better. But the simplest way to avoid any notifications distracting you on while you're working is to keep them permanently off. Any apps that aren't truly important. So like I said, just for messages and phone calls, I don't have them on for my uh, messenger app, which is how I actually communicate with a lot of my friends and family. And even better, I've actually deleted Facebook and Instagram off my phone. Now, this has been a game changer for me in terms of productivity, mainly because I found myself just, I don't know, I just sometimes go on there and I'd sometimes be drawn to the apps as a way of productive procrastination. Now, please note, I'm using that phrase in inverted commas because it's actually a joke that I was trying to kid myself that that time was being productive if I was visiting a Facebook blogging group or learning something new. And in reality, it was just making my mind go crazy with this mindless chatter, getting distracted and thinking about other things that weren't truly important. Because remember, I've already set my goals. I know what I want to achieve that month. It doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. I need to stay focused. You absolutely need to have a laser sharp focus when it comes to blogging. And if you're someone that actually has those apps, social media apps on your phone and you find yourself just sometimes casually you know, having a look and getting sucked into this rabbit hole, I want to tell you or share with you some fun statistics. Well, they're actually pretty scary. But did you know that if you waste just 15 minutes on social media, mindlessly scrolling over the course of a year, so just 15 minutes a day, it sounds pretty innocent, right? Over the course of a year, that's 5,475 minutes or 91.25 hours or almost four full days. I could just imagine your eyes being open for four straight days of wasted time. And if you were to double that, 30 minutes a day on social media, sounds also pretty innocent. That is almost a full week lost or 182.5 hours over the course of a week. Okay, but not including sleep, like you're literally keeping your eyes open for 182.5 hours over the course of a year. And if you are someone who finds yourself, now you can actually find out these statistics when you go to your screen time stats if you have an iPhone. If you're someone that gets sucked into social media, like mindless scrolling an hour a day, So an hour, I think many of us would say that we used to do an hour or still do an hour. Over the course of a year, that's 365 hours or 15.2 days. That is totally crazy. Like just imagine that your eyes are glued to a phone for 14 hours straight, 24 hours straight. That is time that you can never get back. That is time that would be much better spent on your blogging business, focused on your blogging goals. So make sure that you have prepared your work environment by eliminating the most obvious distractions like your phone. Now, other tips for me include keeping the door closed. Okay, needs to be nice and quiet. Sometimes I play like instrumental sounds like beach ocean sounds. I just go into YouTube. Like there's some forest sounds, anything that you think has a calming effect on you. If it's not working for you, don't play it. Keep it nice and quiet. But for some weird reason, I actually used to be super obsessed with this track by, his, I think, the guy, the composer's called Yuruma, and he has a song called River Flows in You. And I used to have that song playing on repeat over and over again whenever I was writing my blog post because it was so calming and the words just used to spill out of me if I wrote blog posts while listening to that song. So you need to do whatever works for you. Like what makes you feel most productive? What gets you in that flow? Do you know what I mean? Like that flow, that zone where you just feel like you are being productive. You're actually producing content and producing results other as opposed to just consuming. 
So another tip to eliminating time wasters is choosing a time and place when you know outside distractions will be minimized. So you need to actually make sure that you're choosing a time and place to work when ideally all those distractions that normally bother you, you've had a chance to minimize them or eliminate them altogether. So that means for me, I obviously don't choose a time to vlog when I know people will be over at my place or if the kids are scheduled extracurricular activities. That just doesn't even make sense, does it? So I also don't vlog during dinner time. Obviously, when I'm not supposed to be at home, those are the most obvious like times that you're going to cross off your list as options to blog. That's why you need to actually look at your schedule and see where you're going to fit it in. I used to work 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. in the mornings and 8 to 10 when I first started. That was in the evenings when I first started my blog because I knew that that was when the house was totally quiet. I could work without interruptions. Now, if you have kids at home with you, you might be wondering, well, how, what can I do? Like I'm literally a stay-at-home mom. I've got no time to myself. Well, the question I'd be asking you, because I actually, before I started my blog, I used to be a special features writer at a newspaper. So this is when my kids were really little. It's like a newborn. I was like six months old and a toddler. So the question is, well, what can you do to make sure that your children, if you don't get a break, how can you work and how can you occupy them while you are working? So can you work during their nap time and bedtime? Like I remember one of the times hours that I used to squeeze in was one hour after they were put to bed. I couldn't even do more than an hour. They used to go to bed at seven and I would crash by eight o'clock because I knew that I was breastfeeding throughout the night. But I found that I could, yeah, I could work seven to eight. I could squeeze it in then. Can you ask your partner or friend to take them out for a few hours? Just mind them at home. Can you settle them down for a while and get them to watch a movie while you work? I also remember when I was younger and I needed to write, I would, we have a playroom at home. I'd set the kids up with puzzles and colored pencils and paper, and I would even stay nearby and work simply because I actually didn't have another option at that time. Like if I needed to meet a deadline and if my husband was still at work for a few hours, so just consider all the possibilities. Sometimes you might need to organize a play day in advance, like where your friends Take your kids for a few hours. Maybe you have your kids uh, kids over at your house because you know that's going to keep your kids busy for a while. But just imagine yourself like a detective. If you have an issue, so the issue is I have no time. Well, we all have time, but we need to make time. Well, how can you solve this problem that you have? Think about the, all the options that you have up your sleeve. If you were forced to think of, of a solution to this problem... And if you also feel as if you're too tired and frazzled and sleep deprived to work before they wake up or after they go to bed, okay, so detective hat on, you've got to work this out, okay, we all have time, but where are you going to make the time, okay, so look at how you're spending your time and where can you actually fit blogging in. Now, another option that I used to also take advantage of was going to the library to work, which is what I used to actually do a lot when I first started blogging. I think it was during the school holidays, my husband would come home and then I'd just go to the library because I needed a break. I needed to get outside the house. I love working in a library where everything is nice and quiet and I was surrounded by my favorite things in the world. Well, one of my favorite things, which is obviously books. Now, another important tip in terms of eliminating time wasters is let others know that this is your time and also set appropriate boundaries. So once you know when you want to work and do your best to minimize all those interruptions by turning off your phone to silence, switching off your notifications, etc., having a plan, like you know what you want to do with that time, be prepared for interruptions if you are alone at home when you work, but also learn to set some appropriate boundaries at the same time. Like it's okay to say to your partner, hey, okay, that cat video is really funny, but I'm working right now and I don't want to get distracted. So can you just please show me later when I'm done? Okay. Thank you. I love you. Um, we can speak soon. The reason I'm saying this example is that when I would work from home, like when the kids were at school and I was still focused on blogging, 
I'm sure that my husband, if he was home, I don't think he always took it seriously that I was supposed to be focused. So he would interrupt me and I needed to set really clear boundaries there. This is my work time. It is okay to say to your kids, I have this goal that I'm trying to reach. And so I really need to stay focused for the next hour. And I can help you do whatever you need help with once I'm done. But how can we sort of set you up for taking care of yourself for this next hour? But this, obviously this is not a newborn or a toddler that you're speaking to. Someone a little bit older, someone that has understanding about goals that you might be striving for and will help support you on this journey. So generally speaking, you need to be prepared before you jump into a work session and to prepare all the people around you to let them know that this is what you're going to be doing. This is your focus and how can they support you? You want them to be supportive of your goals. And I actually think it's really cool for kids to see their parents chasing goals and to share with them like the struggles and the excitement that you're feeling when you are building this business along the way. Now, I don't know if anyone has heard this story before, and I know it's a little bit of a, you know, going off on a tangent, but when I started my blog, I remember I said to my kids, I want to have a million page views this year. And they almost like laughed at me and suck as if anyone is going to read like my mom's blog. Okay. So this is like what a tween teens would be saying to their moms. It's like almost disbelief that you could actually have something important to share because you're just a mom to them. But for me, I set that goal and that actually like, not that it annoyed me, but it sort of gave me fuel to work harder than ever. Cause I was like, well, I'm going to show them what I made up. I'm going to show them what is possible. And I'm not kidding. When I achieved that goal at, by the end of my first year, my kids have never, ever doubted me for a second. And I love that I was a good example of setting a completely audacious, crazy goal, going for it, showing them that it's possible. Cause me by me doing it has shown them that any of their dreams are also possible, even if they sound totally crazy um, when you first hear them. But even still, set big goals, okay? Because you never know what is possible. I didn't even know that a million page views was a completely crazy goal, but it sounded like a good number for me, and I went for it, and it happened. So now for step number five, okay? The final step to becoming a productive blogger is be mentally prepared and do what you say you will do. So this is the final step to productive blogging because it is actually probably the most important. You need to be mentally prepared for your intentions. Like you've got to set your intentions for the day. This means that I don't wake up each day and have no idea what I'm going to be working on next. Okay. I've already come up with my big goals. I've mapped them out. I know my baby steps. I don't ever have no idea what I need to work on next. Okay. Within that month, I have clarity. Of course, every month I change it. So I start to give some thought at the end of the month. Okay. What's the plan next month? I come up with a new plan. But in that month, I don't allow any room for confusion. I have clarity and I'm committed to the goals that I've chosen to set because I know it answered my question. This is going to take me to where I need to go. This is like what I intuitively, like deep inside, know I need to tackle next. It's my big stretchy goal. So no excuses, no time for procrastination or arming and ahhing about whether I feel like doing it or not. If I have identified a baby step or a goal that needs to be taken to move forward in my business, There is no point in ignoring it or in pretending that it doesn't exist. The only way to move past that little, it's almost like a marker on your journey, is to take action and actually do it because then you can move forward. So my goal is actually to always work smarter, not just harder. And this means I'm always prepared before I walk into a work session. So just imagine you're like an actor auditioning for a role, like a good actor doesn't walk into an audition and sees a script for the first time. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, what am I reading today? Oh, I'm supposed to be a clown. Okay. Let me work out how I'm going to be funny. (laughs) You know, 
To the contrary, a good actor would already know exactly what he is doing the next day because he's mentally prepared himself for it. He knows the name of the play. He knows his lines because he's sort of like visualized that scenario in his head. He's ready to give it his best. And the same goes for blogging. If I am working on blog posts that I've mentally prepared myself for that task, I know, cool, okay, tomorrow is a writing day. I can do this. I'm ready. Let's go. And if I don't feel like it, like because obviously we're going to have days that we don't feel like it. I instead speak to myself like I am my own best friend. I say to myself, it is okay to take action even if you don't feel like it because you're going to feel so much better once it's done. And it's okay to be feeling a little bit blah. Just try your best, but do something. Now, you don't have to aim for A plus work. If I just produce C minus work, then at least it's better than doing nothing. Like do something. And the only way to get to the other side is just to keep on moving, even on those blah days. So I need to remember... And I remind myself often, I actually don't need to be in the mood to take action. It's taking action that's going to make me feel better and make me feel productive and ultimately get me to my goals. And that really is my simple secret for being super productive, even when I am seriously time poor. Now, I know that I've said that phrase a few times, feeling time poor, but all you have, my friend, is time. And it might actually be really useful for you even before you implement any of these five steps that I've spoken about in this workshop, just to do an audit of how you spend your time on any given week. So when I say that you have 24 hours a day, well, we all do. And let's just say that you sleep eight hours a day. What are you actually doing with your 16 hours, the rest of those hours? Like, what are you doing with them? Do you know how you spend your time? Like, actually consider tracking it for one day because we often do have time, but we let it slip through our fingertips. It's like almost sand. Try to hold sand. It's like slips through. You need to actually get a little cup and put the sand in there and go, okay, this is the time I'm allocating to blogging. This is what I'm going to do. Like laser sharp focus, having clarity, having those set goals really is so important. So do an audit of the way that you spend your time if you are not clear on how you are wasting it. Because chances are, If you can't actually say, well, this is how I spend my 16 hours of time and all of that's really productive. Now, even rest is productive. Spending time with your family can also be a fantastic use of your time. So don't think that I am saying that you need to be on the go all the time. Rest is important. Connecting with your loved ones is important. But it's those wasted hours that I'm talking about. Like when you're talking to a friend for an hour longer than you need to, watching TV for longer than you need to. Going grocery shopping when you could have waited until tomorrow and yet you wasted another hour of your day. Be really clear. Now, a good test to know like whether you actually can make the time for blogging is to ask yourself like, who's your favorite actor or even a celebrity? So let's just say I love Oprah. I'm obsessed with Oprah. And let's just say that tomorrow I'm thinking it's a really busy day. Like I really have no time. I don't know how I'm going to fit this all in. Let's just say that I get a call from Oprah's personal assistant and she says, Oprah would love to meet with you tomorrow. Can you make it? Like, will you have time to go out to lunch with Oprah? You better believe that whatever else I've got going on in that day, I'm going to be making time to go and meet with Oprah. So for the things that really matter to you, you'll make the time. And in terms of getting to where you want to go to in your blogging business, you need to be prepared to make the time because it's going to pay off in the long run. These hours that you are investing or sacrificing, however you want to look at it, it's not really a sacrifice. Well, you are sacrificing time, but you are also investing it in a business that you are growing. So really, 
These five steps that I've shared with you today are my secret to being super productive. Step one is deciding how many hours you want to spend each week on your blogging business. Step two is determining your big monthly goals. And remember, you've got to work out in advance what you want to achieve with those hours that you've decided to commit to your blogging business over the course of a month. And you want them to be stretchy goals, goals that stretch you, but don't break you. Step three is planning your blogging hours over the course of each week. So just have clarity in exactly how you want to spend your blogging time each day and week. How do you work this out? You look at your big goals and you break them down and you just tackle. It's like, how do you eat an elephant? piece by piece. And that's what you're doing. You're tackling each baby step at a time. Step number four is eliminating the time wasters. Write a note of the things that waste your time. Get rid of them. You absolutely need to. Your time is too precious to be wasting on things that don't matter. Spending time in your business does count for something that is important. And step five is being mentally prepared and do what you say you will do. So all in all, productivity comes down to having a clear laser-like focus knowing exactly what you want to achieve each month and making a decision in advance that you are 100% committed to those goals, rain, hail or shine, whether you feel like it or not, you are going to make them a priority in your life because it is time well spent. Being productive means that you are going to ditch those time wasted, stop feeling confused because you're firmly committed to the goals that you've set. You've set the ones that you've trusted your intuition. You know that they're the next right step for you. Even if they're little baby steps, they're still important ones to take. And you also know that you have the power to steer yourself in any direction you choose next month if you want. So next month you can do something different. But for now, you are focused and you're going to get the most out of the time that you set aside for blogging in this month because you've already decided. You've made a decision no excuses. Your time is now. Like I always say, like your life is short and time is precious. And if you have big goals that you are dreaming of, you have to be willing to put in the work. Those dreams are not just going to fall into your lap. You need to do something different. And sometimes that different is simply taking intentional baby steps, having faith in yourself, believing in yourself and knowing that eventually you're going to get there if you just never, ever give up. Now, also remember that you need to be patient, okay? This is not a race. Things will happen on your own timeline. So stop looking at other people. Keep your eyes focused on your own road and know that patience truly is a virtue. It will all happen. It's inevitable. There's no way that you can't be doing all these right steps and eventually it won't come your way if you never, ever give up. So that really is the crux of how I am a super productive blogger every month. I feel like it is my superpower because I have managed to successfully do this month after month after month. It does show you have results to show for the actions that you were taking, actions that you know that are going to take you further ahead in your business and that you are feeling confident about because your thoughts are so clear and you are focused on your end result and taking action, increasing your visibility and doing what you need to grow your business. So I sincerely hope that these five tips are going to help you become productive and more productive in your business because it really is possible. I am no one special. I am just a normal human being with human emotions, ups and downs, challenges, but I keep on moving forward despite the challenges and obstacles. And that is what gives me my resilience and strength to keep on moving forward. So it's all about taking action, my friend. It's all about being productive, working smarter, as opposed to just working harder. You do not want to be a hamster on a hamster wheel, spinning endlessly and not going anywhere. You need to know where you want to go. You need to reverse engineer it, break it down into monthly, big monthly goals and take the actions that you need to achieve those goals at the end. And do you know how fantastic it feels? I always start every month off going, 
I have no idea how in the world I'm going to do this. I break it down. And on that last day, I'm like, I am so glad I did not give up. I'm so glad I used my time wisely. I'm so glad that I stayed committed to this decision to work these number of hours and to do these tasks because eventually it takes you to where you want to go. Keep your big why, the reason that you're doing this. Why are you here? What is your ultimate reason? Mine is a big one and it fuels my determination. It's almost like relentless determination to keep on moving forward. You need that. That's going to fuel you to take action, to stay productive and keep on moving forward in your own business. And I sincerely do wish the best for you. Now, before we go, I just want to quickly share with you the ways that I can help support you moving forward. So unlike some webinars or workshops that you might have attended where the presenter has like this really expensive course to sell you, usually priced in the hundreds of thousands and they push this product onto you, I have actually a different approach. I first recommend that you consume all the free stuff that I have to offer you so you can join my free blogging group. I'm going to share with you the link, read my blog posts, listen to my podcast, Dream Big My Friend, where I'm always talking about mindset stuff that's going to help you approach your business in a more purposeful and intentional way. And only then, once you've decided that you like the way that I teach and the philosophy that I believe in, so I embrace life and business in a particular way, then you can go ahead and peek at the courses that I have to offer you because we want to be both on the same wavelength because that's when you're going to get so much more from the courses and workbooks that I have to offer you. So you'll probably notice immediately that when it comes to my courses and offerings, they're priced super affordably. And this is something that probably goes against the grain when it comes to good business sense, especially since I know that the value that my students are receiving after going through my content is worth tenfold what they paid. But that is just me. My goal has always been to provide an insane amount of value without burning a hole in your pocket. So the simplest way for me to help bloggers out is by offering my Blogging Superstars Vault. It is a bundle of my best 10 courses and roadmaps for bloggers. So allow me to just hopefully quickly share with you the things that you will find inside this bundle. Number one is the Boost Your Blog Traffic course. It is a massive course with 50 strategic steps to help boost traffic to your website and make it a success. The thing I love about this is that I actually created it for online business owners. So it doesn't just apply to bloggers. It applies to anyone with an online presence. And these tips that I share within this course help me get to a million pages in my first year of blogging. Number two, the second thing that you're going to find inside this vault is the content is king course. It is how to write 20 blog posts every single month, something I did for 18 months straight. I did it in a way that was so simple and easy and caused me no overwhelm or stress. Okay, I'm someone that is so focused on staying calm, very focused, and these are the tips that help me get there. It's actually like I talk about every single thing that I did in order to achieve this goal. Now, the next course that you're going to find inside there is the Pinterest and Queen. It's a 2021 edition. It's a no BS guide to getting over 100,000 pages of Pinterest every month. I feel like I'm sort of a Pinterest unicorn. I like to do things my own way. I have my own strategies. I've experimented like crazy in order to get the results that I have. And I pretty much share everything that I've learned inside this book. Now, number, is it number four now? There's a lot of them, okay? The Essential Blogger Mindset Handbook, which is a mindset that you need to achieve blogging success because as a life coach, seeing so many different results, amazing results, it's always come from having a really strong and focused mindset where you believe in yourself, you know that you can do it. You have to have this mindset if you're approaching your business in a way that you are confident and believe in yourself. And that all comes from having a really strong mindset. Now, the next product inside the vault is the Write a Book in 30 Days course, another really big course where I talk about 35 strategic foolproof steps to get your digital ebook complete in one month. 
Once upon a time, it used to take me a month to get a goal like this complete, write a book. I can do it in so much less time now. But this covers it in a way that is super easy to embrace. I feel like we all have a book inside us. It's a great product to sell when you're a blogger, especially when it is targeted at solving your clients, customers, audience problems. So once again, you probably need to put on your detective hat. Like what are the problems that they are having? How can you relieve that pain for them? That is how you create a product that sells. And if you think that it takes more than a month, I'm going to have to tell you that that is so not true. You can definitely write more than one book in a month, but let's just start with one month. One month, one book, you can do it. And this course shows you exactly how to do it so simply. Like you can go ahead and create a new book every single month after going through this course. Now, the next product inside this vault is the Unicorn Blogger. This is my newest product. It's how to stand out and fast track your success by doing things differently. I definitely feel like I was a Unicorn Blogger, which is why I named this product with that name, doing things differently. And I share with you, it's like actually third, it's more than 10, things that the Unicorn Bloggers do differently and things that they don't do, what they don't waste their time doing. And I love this book. It's one of those golden nuggets. Poured my heart and soul into this one. It was three years into my journey after blogging consistently and achieving really great success. And I pretty much pour out all my secrets into this roadmap. Now, the next one is 250 best email subject lines, how to dramatically improve your email open rates. Because what you're going to discover as a blogger is that when you are building your email list, which is so important, you can write the most amazing emails. But if you can't get people to open, that's going to dramatically impact not just your open rate, but how many sales you make, staying connected with your audience. So this is another really simple product, but it gets you results, the results that you are after. Now, the next product is 100 Ways to Make More Money Blogging, which is a strategic brainstorm for generating more sales in your business. If you think that there are just a few ways to earn money as a blogger, like you might be thinking of the main ones like affiliate income, ad income, maybe it's sponsorships and um, selling products. I can name 96 more ways to earn money blogging in this product. So I love to keep this one beside me when I'm working, when I'm making my offers. So I don't ever forget about all the options that I have up my sleeve. And the final product in this vault in the bundle is the ultimate blog audit plan, which is a comprehensive check-in for your business blogging business. And this is something that I do at least a few times a year. I have to step back and look, what are the things that I'm doing well? What are the things that I need to do differently? Where do I need to improve? And this gives you the opportunity to to do a proper audit on your business, which is when you're a business owner, a very important thing to do at least a few times a year. That's my recommendation. This is the blog audit I created for myself. Everything that I've created for you guys is something that I've learned from my own personal experience. And I don't ever create anything unless I'm 100% sure that it will work. Now you have to put in the effort, obviously, and take action because action is what's going to move you forward in your business. And you also have to have a really strong, resilient, determined mindset because that's going to get you to your goal in the end. But when you have all these 10 courses and roadmaps at your disposal, I feel like, I personally feel like you have everything that you need to have an amazing, successful blogging business. And the final product in there is the How to Launch a Podcast in 10 Days product, which is a step-by-step no bias plan for podcast in newbies. Now, the reason that I threw this in, because having a podcast has dramatically grown my own business. It is something that I wanted to do for a long time. I was so nervous. Like I put it off for so long because I thought it was so hard. And only when I decided it was easy, when I was just going to do it, I discovered that I could actually just launch it in 10 days. And I pretty much go through every single thing that I did on each day. So you can follow my exact plan. 
doing it with total ease. And I sometimes have to go back and refer to it because I talk about how I edit my podcast by myself. I publish them on a platform that doesn't cost anything. So it really is just this amazing extra platform in order to grow your business. Do not think that you can't do it. I can do it. Like I'm pretty shy and introverted and yet I still created a podcast in today's I have more than 120 episodes now in a year and I absolutely love doing it. So just consider that to be a possibility for you too. So those are the 10 courses and roadmaps that you're going to find inside the Blogging Superstars Fault. So I've bundled them together because it's given me the opportunity to offer them at a vastly discounted rate when they're all together. But you can peruse them all individually. There might only be one or two that catch your eye and you can obviously always purchase them separately. So just something to keep in mind is that my main blogging niche is not blogging. I am a parenting blogger and I'm a personal development blogger. I have two big websites. I also have a few on the side, but they are my main priority. And I really do create all of these things just to help bloggers out. That has just been something I think it's part of my coaching background. If I can help someone get to the other side, like if I've achieved something really well, I always document it, write it down, create a course so that if anyone ever has a question, I can just say, Here's every single thing that I know about that topic. Here's everything that I've done that has worked. Here's what I wouldn't do. Here's what I would do. I pour my heart and soul into these products that I create for you. I aim for them to provide you with an insane amount of value. Now, you don't have to take any of them, but if you feel like they would help you in any way, just know. They are just options that you have at your disposal to help you grow your business. I've definitely found that I did never hesitated when it came to investing in my business. I used to have a different business. It was a brick and mortar business where I coached full time. I also did have clients. It was telecalls back then. It was a while ago. But I knew that I needed to invest in myself in order to grow my business because the more I knew, then the more I could do. It's like that quote, when you know better, you can do better. But anyway... I just hope that you have got some value out of today's workshop. I want you to become more productive. I want you to have a laser sharp focus. I've shared with you exactly what I do in my business in order to have that sort of mental sharpness. These tips are the things that I use every single day in my blogging business to be insanely productive. If you ask me what I do on a given month, it is always an insane amount of action steps that I always achieve because I do it in that strategic way, taking baby steps, staying focused, never giving up on my goal. And I believe the same for you. I have total trust in you. I feel like this is not a competition. We can all achieve amazing success and I do sincerely wish the best for you. So I would love to know your thoughts if this has helped you become more productive in your business because that is what I want for you. I want you to use your time wisely because life and time is so precious. You can do with time what you want. So why not learn to use it to your advantage? Why not use it well so that you grow your blogging business to amazing success? So that is all my friends. Take care. I really do love and appreciate you all. And please stay in touch. I can't wait to hear how you go with your blogging business. And until next time, dream big, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And if you really loved it, you can show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, head over to dreambigmyfriend.com where you will find even more content for all the dreamers out there. Until next time, dream big, my friends.